We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in uh, New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. And I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis. And this is Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. Basics. Yeah, well, so we are now two weeks. We are two weeks into the Easter season. Uh, uh, you shared with us this uh, beautiful text. Uh, from Paul's preaching of the resurrection, which apparently that's a big thing to preach, huh? That's what we're doing. That's what he did, and and uh, but I have I I have to give kind of a a warning before we go any further. Uh oh. Okay. So so here's the thing, and I'm speaking hypothetically here. Okay. All right? hypothetically. hypothetically. Okay. Um, if you found out, uh, and again remember this is hypothetical. Hypothetical. Okay. Hypothetically? Hypothetically. If you found out that the Easter Bunny wasn't real, and I'm not saying he's not real, because after all, we all enjoyed the chocolate and the eggs from just a couple of weeks ago. We did have some eggs, yeah. We did have, yeah, you actually did it even the week before. The Easter we Bunny did. came to your place twice, didn't he? Yeah, the uh, we had our Easter egg hunt at Ascension, and, and that was fantastic. But I'm sure he came back the uh, Easter week, too, and, and didn't you bring some things for you and the kids and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I, I still can't figure out the, the egg and bunny connection, but <laughs> whatever. I'm not complaining if I get chocolate. No, no. So. no. But hypothetically speaking, yes. if, okay. if, there wa- if you found out that there wasn't an Easter bunny, oh. how would you feel? Well, a little bummed. Well, yeah, and you might feel like you've been deceived. And, deceived and, all these and, you know, years. And, yeah, yeah. Ugh. So so here's why I'm saying that, because I'm going to take one of your favorite resurrection Bible passages, and I'm going to show you that maybe it didn't say what you thought it said. Oh, say it ain't so, John. Well, I, that's, I'm just trying to get people prepared, because I don't want to get angry phone calls and stuff like that. I'm just, we want to be honest. We want to be honest about what the Word of God actually says. Uh, and so this is going to be kind of a, a but but no we're no please we're not trying to burst your bubble about the Easter Bunny or anything or about this text either but just just listen to us before you get all angry and upset you know because I know I'd get hear upset. you out so this I isn't am, just hypothetical yeah. this is well no this isn't the Easter Bunny thing well, that Easter was Bunny. all hypothetical and I'm sure glad it was only hypothetical because well, there's probably people out there that believe in the Easter Bunny and we don't want to cause them any shock or you know. No. Stress? No. No, no, stress. no, we do not want Wrestling with the Basics to be for bl- to blame for that. <laughs> no, the, the demise not. of the Easter Bunny. That's you know what, Christmas, what we want to be known for. you don't mess with Santa Claus either, do you? No, we'll yeah, because <laughs> otherwise there's going to be parents talking to you, isn't there? Yeah. After church. there's kids if you, watching, if you mess listening with Santa, to this That's show. right. So so anyway, here, read if you would. This is the classic passage. We, we know it. We love it. It comes up whenever we start talking about Easter and the resurrection from the dead. In fact, that's, that's why I'm talking about it. It was actually the Old Testament lesson for those of you using the one-year lectionary. Could you read, uh, if you would, please, Job chapter 19, and uh, where is it at? Oh, right there, verse 23. I don't see any Easter bunny in these verses. <laughs> What's going on here? I'll just read verse 23. Okay, all right. Let me try to sort this out. Okay. Okay. Uh, Verse 23. 
Job says, oh, that my words were written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Oh, that with an iron pen and lead, they were engraved in the rock forever. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes behold, and not another. How my heart faints within me. Read, if you would, please, verse 26 again. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God. Yet yet in my flesh. This is, of course, I, I think the classic Old Testament proof text for the resurrection of the body. Sure. Right? Everyone yeah. loves this verse, John. Why yeah. are you going to mess with this verse? <laughs> well, oh. So I'll tell you a story. So do you, you remember the old days when it used to be Jewish hospital? Oh, bar, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. Now it's, sure. Now it's barn yeah, here's something. Yeah. Barn's Jewish. I think they just kind of... But I think even it. now, I even think the Jewish thing is, is out of it there. BJC. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Okay. But but when it was just Jewish hospital, yeah. not Barn's yeah. Jewish or whatever, I remember I was visiting somebody over there, and on their wall... Boy, you are... You've been around a while, haven't you? I have been, been around a while. Oh, That's my right. goodness. I think it was like a pterodactyl I was visiting <laughs> in the hospital. <laughs> I'd broken a wing and... So anyway, they have Job 19, verse 26, on the wall there. And and, and I'll be willing to bet you it's not there anymore. It's a sad thing, you know. That was a religious hospital. Not so much anymore, I'm sure. Yeah, I doubt that there's any Bible passages at all on any of those hospital walls. (laughs) But at this point, there was one. And it said, uh, and after my skin has been dust destroyed, not in my flesh I shall see God. What? Yes, not in my What's flesh. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, well, you know, I, I just some strange Jewish translation. Mm-hmm, and I thought, mm-hmm. well, wait a second. I mean, it is their Bible. It is their language. If anybody knows how to translate it, you the think Hebrew, yeah. they would know. Sure. Um, so I was doing some study on this because it kind of troubled me. Where, where did that come from? And I found out, and I hope again this doesn't disturb people, that, that the Hebrew there is really, really obscure. And that you can't absolutely say that it says, yet, in my flesh. Those words, yet, are not actually in the Hebrew. And, and so it's just so now I don't get flack. John, people don't think this uh, is a crazy idea that I came up with. Um, from the Concordia Self-Study Commentary, which which we all know and love, it, it begins by saying the Hebrew text in its present form presents some difficulties. Kyle Dalich. Did you have to study Kyle Dalich when you were in the seminary? No. No, you didn't. I do, uh, I, I, I oh, my Oh my goodness! Unless I forgot. Well, no, I think forgive you me if it. I. <laughs> so, did they have a commentary that was recommended to you? When well, you I mean, were we had Louis? lots of different commentaries for but... the Old Testament, though. Was yeah. there any? Well, well, I don't know what? if there was like a specific one, okay. but yeah. Because when I went, I went to uh, uh, Spring Wayne, as it was called, started in Springfield, moved to Fort yeah, sure. Wayne. Yeah, the official Old Testament you had to buy this was Kyle Dalich, wrote wrote in eighteen sixties classic Lutheran Lutheran interpretation. Of the Old Testament. So one volume. Oh, no, no. This was like, I don't know, a hundred volumes. I can't remember. There was a bunch of them, though. It wasn't so one. It was expensive. It was very, very expensive. Yeah, I would have remembered buying something you that expensive. I bet you guys didn't have to get Lenski for the New Testament either, did you? Well, I know I know Lenski is, but you know no, it was not, no, I do, it's not required. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, when I went, Kyle Dalich for the Old Testament, Lenski for the New Testament. I wonder we're in the shape we are today. <laughs> Oh, for crap.
sorry. I'm sorry. But anyway, <laughs> Kyle Dalich. And, and so, so we're not talking liberals here. That's what I'm trying to point out. This is not some liberal, crazy, it's moderate hippie talk. I know. We cannot in this speech find that the hope of a bodily recovery is expressed. See, the problem is what the text simply says is uh, my flesh totally destroyed my skin. I shall see. So you have to put some words in there. And, and I, I'm not denying that it, you could put in the words uh, if, if, what, what's it say there? Uh, and yet, and yet uh, in my flesh, I will see. Uh, Chrysostom, by the way, I, I was the first guy that came up with that interpretation. Mm-hmm. I will be honest and admit that Luther also kind of translates it in that way. So there's a lot of good fathers that, that back that up. But literally in the Hebrew, you don't know. Does he say that in the flesh or without the flesh, I'm going to see the Lord? So that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like poking fun at, at the Easter Bunny, and, and I don't mean to do that, but I think when we, we deal with the Scripture, we have to be honest and say no more than what, what the Scripture says, okay? Now, the thing is, see, uh, a liberal would jump on that and say, well, there you go, uh, there's no resurrection from the dead, and, and that's not at all what we're saying. No, no, there's some really beautiful things yeah. in the text, but I think we need to be honest and say, you, you, you have to put a couple words in there to get the idea that, uh, in my flesh, I will see. So like, like I'm looking at the Lutheran Study yeah, Bible. Here. Yeah, okay, yeah. And so this is this is Augustine. So we're going back yeah, okay. to the 300s. You know, yeah, it was way yeah. back there. And he says, no doubt these words were a prophecy of the resurrection of the flesh. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a little debated. It, it is. It like is. It is. And and that's what I'm simply saying, uh, because I, I'm afraid somebody out there is going to be holding on to this text, and then somebody's going to say, well, you know, actually, if you look in the Hebrew, and then they're going to be blown away. And no, no, we don't, we don't want you to be blown away like if you found out that there wasn't any Easter Bunny, which again is just a hypothetical situation. No, no, because actually this is still a super great text, and it really doesn't make any difference in terms of the resurrection of the dead, because, you know, how do we know there's a resurrection from the dead? Because of Jesus, yep. he's raised from the dead. Same thing. Did you did you see Paul? He's quoting a lot of stuff, wasn't he? He quotes Psalms. Do you ever see him quote Job? No, no. not his sermon. No, nope. no, no. Because Paul knows that if you're a Hebrew, you're going to say, "Hey, wait a second. It doesn't specifically say that. I mean, it might say that. You could imply that it says it, but it doesn't specifically say that. And that's why I love uh, Paul. They, they stick with the passages that there's no about no. They will not see corruption. No argument there. No doubt that's exist. How could that be? It can't be David because David, he saw corruption. We know. Uh, but it was a prophecy about Jesus Christ. Uh, but now let's look at the text because actually I think it ends up being kind of a really neat text when you realize what's going on here. Yeah. So go back and read the beginning. Well, I think the, oh, just real quick, yeah. I think the beautiful thing is, too, I mean, this is not the only text in the Bible that talks about the resurrection no, of the body. No. You know, it, it, far from it. I mean, that's all over the place. Old Testament, but especially New Testament. So, I mean, you know, there's plenty of evidence for that. So it's not like we're pinning our hopes on that resurrection, the second coming, on this text no, from Job. No, no. No, plenty of other places. In fact, that's my point. We pin our hopes on Jesus Christ, yes. who rose from the grave on the third yeah. day. And if you don't have Jesus rising from the grave, then everything is going to be a little obscure. I'm not saying that these people didn't believe in a life hereafter. In fact, we're going to prove that. Job remarkably believes, despite everything that he suffered, God is still with him, and, and, and there will, he will, with his eyes, he with his eyes. But, but no, that's, that's why you got to have Jesus, because it kind of fills the whole picture out. Now there's no question, now there's no doubt. We know for sure what it's all about, because Christ rose from the grave. Oh, well, go ahead. Start, start from the beginning here. 
Okay, uh, verse 23. Oh, yeah. that my words were written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. That they were written in iron pen and lead. They were engraved in the rock forever. Okay. So what's the point? What's, what's going on here, you think, Matt? Well, I mean, at, at this point in Job's life, he's suffering. I yes. Mean, oh, yeah. Uh, I yeah. think when, when you see everything that took place, you know, the Lord allows Satan to, <laughs> to, to uh, afflict Job in this case, in this specific situation. And if you, you remember, he lost his... His children, he lost his goods, he lost you know, even his health. So, you know, when I read that, I, I think that you know, Job, everything, all the temporal things have been stripped away from him. Uh, so he's looking, it seems like, for something permanent, you know, that something that could be written and inscribed and graved. And, and if there's something that's going to be permanent, uh, this is it. And, and so let's even let's even up the ante a little more. So not only has he lost everything, but what has his friends come and said to him? Well, he says, they, they say it's your fault. Yeah. They, 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 you must have done something wrong, <laughs> right. Job, in order for all this to happen. It, it, it's, and it's kind of a logical conclusion, right? You do something bad, something bad's going to happen to you. So, so we've got this situation where, where he has totally been stripped. His so-called friends have come and only heaped more guilt and, and, yep. and trial upon him. Uh, and since we were talking about skin and flesh, you know what happened to his flesh, don't you? Oh, yeah, sores so much. Are you scraping them just to get some relief and yep. this ash heap? Oh. So he's got leprosy, whatever. The flesh is probably actually sloughing off of him. You know, so when he talks about when I'm without my flesh, yeah, he probably knows what he's talking about because he's losing it even there. Uh, But but you're right. In the midst of this totally hopeless situation, he says, we got to put this down. We need to record this. We got to record it some way where it'll be there permanently, iron and stone and whatever, because the time is going to come and you're going to find out you guys were wrong. See, you thought this was all because God hated me and I was being punished by the Lord. But you wait. The time will come and, and you will see the truth. And then we get to the truth, which is, again, verse 26. And after my skin has been thus destroyed... Oh, I'm sorry, verse oh, 25. Oh, my God. How can I miss 25? For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at last he shall stand upon the earth. So the source of his confidence is what? His Redeemer lives. Yeah. And, and tell us about the word Redeemer, because is that not a precious word, Matt? Well, yeah. I mean, here in the, the Old Testament, we see the kinsman redeemer. Oh, yes. So yeah. we have, you know, we have the book of Ruth, for instance, yeah. where there's someone in the family, there's someone who's your kin... And they redeem you. They they buy you back out of slavery, whatever the case might be. Uh, yeah, in this case, she's a debt. widow. She's got yeah. nobody to take care of us because in, in, in that culture, if you don't have a husband, really, you have no legal rights. You have no property. You can own property even. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Boaz comes really as, as this redeemer to buy her as this hero, really. Yeah. Um, to rescue. Uh, and so in, in terms of Jesus, right, you know, my redeemer, the one who lives, that, that he's rescued us, bought us back. From from death and from death, the devil and from our own sin, which is his own language, right? I come not to be served, but to serve and to give my life as yeah, a, a ransom, which is the redeemer, us. which is the redeemer word. So we've got this guy who's literally lost everything, and yet he still believes that in time he's going to have a, a redeemer. Yes. Uh, and now, now here's the other neat thing. See, the Hebrew is really hard here. It's because the translation here, uh, for I know my redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth. Uh, the, the, the Hebrew word there, stand, could also mean to arise, which kind of has, uh, when I hear stand, I have the idea of a guy coming who's, who's in judgment. He's coming in judgment. But mm-hmm. the idea of arise would go back to the story you just told. So I'm a poor widow. I have no one to help me. And oh, look, 
arises my redeemer. He comes there. He comes to, to save me, which is obviously that. Well, oh, let me see. I got a Bible passage about arise. Let's see if I can find it here real quick, Matt. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, because the poor are plundered, because the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will place him in the safety for which he belongs. And it's the same word that's translated here for to stand. Or how about this one? Who rises? Or I, I say, who stands up for me against the wicked? Who stands up for me against evildoers? And of course, the answer is my redeemer. redeemer Someone who stand up for us. And, That's and, great. I like that. Against the wicked, against the evildoers, and against Satan. And here's the other neat thing. Where does he stand according to that translation? Uh, my redeemer lives, and unless he was stand upon the earth. Now, here's the neat. And again, by the way, I just learned this, Matt. I'm 40 years in the ministry, and I'm learning this stuff, which shows you that apparently an old dog can learn new tricks. New tricks. Yeah. Because the word there is <laughs> dust. It's dust. This is where it says earth. Yeah. It's dust. It's dust. In fact, it's the same word from Genesis where... Yeah. Out of the dust of the ground. Yeah. yeah. And, forms Adam. And from dust you've come and... To dust you shall return. So that's the image. So, yeah, we're going to die. We're going to be dust. Job knows that. At this point, he probably figures that's his end. And, of course, we know that it, that isn't what happens. But in his mind, he, he figures, yeah, I've, I've lost everything. The only thing left for me is to die. But he said, even if that's happened, even if, if I'm just returned to the dust, which I will sooner or later, my Redeemer is going to live, and he's going to arise, and he'll be right with me in the dust, and then he is going to uh, deliver me. Now, now, the tension there is, is he saying he will deliver me and I will see him in my flesh or is he saying no even when my flesh is gone and mm -hmm. my skin has been destroyed no he's still going to be alive and he will still deliver me and, and we need to be honest that that's not perfectly clear in the uh, uh hebrew but the next verse is very perfectly clear verse 27 if you want to read that all out. right whom i shall see for myself and my eyes shall behold and not another how my heart faints within me so he, please don't misunderstand me I, i'm not saying that there is not a resurrection of the dead. And in fact, I, I would think that when he says, I will see with my eyes, uh, that is a really firm uh, affirmation that we're not talking about some kind of spiritualized existence, some kind of ghostly existence, uh, that there is certainly going to be something very, very concrete and very real, because else how could you see him? How could you, how could how could you see him if he's not there, and how could you see him if you didn't have mm -hmm, eyes to see mm -hmm. him? But I'm just arguing we need to be really careful with this business about um, uh, yet in my flesh, because that yet in my that that we're sticking in there, uh, and so did Chrysostom and Luther and Augustine, um, and and that may not be exactly what uh, Job had in mind. But now here's a thought: maybe Job didn't have that in mind because of his circumstances and his situation. But maybe Augustine and Chrysostom and Luther were right to put it in there, because what did they know that Job didn't know? Well, they, they've they got the full story. So they've yeah. got Jesus Christ risen with his flesh, right, and his skin. And, and, and we definitely know that Jesus is my Redeemer. Redeemer. So, yeah, I suppose, in light of what we know from the celebration of Easter, that it is possible for a man to be dead and real dead, dead, so dead that... You know, even a, a, a Roman centurion would lay in the tomb and, and, and not have any qualms about it. Because you understand, if you put a guy, if you're a Roman centurion and the guy's not dead, then you're going to be hanging on the cross. <laughs> so when, when, you, when you let a guy off the cross, you make darn sure he's dead. He's in dead. fact, we, we break their legs normally to make sure they're dead. Um, so in light of that, 
yeah, maybe we can say what we say and how we translate it. Uh, but you just need to know that, that Job is wrestling with that. And so anyway, I'll, I'll finally get to what I think is comforting in this, is we got a lot of people right now that are wrestling with it too. Uh, my goodness, Matt. Why is it that whenever Lent comes, we all of a sudden have people dying? Yeah. Although if you think about it, it's a great time to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for the people, because yeah. you got the hope of the resurrection, not not so sure. much for us as pastors. Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I've got a gal right now when I get done here. I'm going to go visit her in the hospital, and the doctors have kind of told the family it's just, just a matter of time. Yeah. Sure. But that's okay. We could actually lose everything we have in this life. Our best of friends could come and tell us, well, you're getting punished because God hates you. And and all we need to do is remember what Job says. No, no. My Redeemer lives. Okay? You write that down somewhere because in the end you're going to find out that you are all wrong about this. No, no. My Redeemer lives and, and I'm going to see him with my own eyes. Uh, any any thoughts or comments? You, you, you've you worked with this text in the past. Well, sure. I, I think that when everything else is stripped away in life, and, and for Job it is. Yeah. I mean, everything is gone. Family is possessions, his own health, when everything is stripped away, what is it that still matters? Exactly what you said, John. My Redeemer lives. And that's what matters. That's what matters. You know, for that person who's in hospice care, that's all that matters. You know, their possessions don't matter anymore. Their their health doesn't even matter because it's gone. What matters is my Redeemer lives. Boy, and that's such a great insight, Matt. Thank you for making that. Because we got to realize we're all going to be like Job. You're not going to avoid that. You're going to be in the situation where literally everything you have but but again, uh, your, your Redeemer lives. Um, going back to this business about, uh, uh, what was it saying? Uh, oh, that they were inscribed in a book with an iron pen and lead. They were engraved in the rock forever. Um, it occurred to me that on my tombstone, I have engraved in the rock. Uh, I, I hope it lasts forever. I don't know if there's any guarantee on tombstones or not, though. <laughs> yeah, if, if, after 300 years, I think you get your money back if it is wears that, off. Is that, yes. Okay. Oh, I won't be around here to... Well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the only so, problem. You know, you could do that, couldn't you? You could give like a lifetime guarantee on <laughs> sure. those things because they'll be dead. So what? You, uh, but on my tombstone, it says, my grace is sufficient for you. And as I drove by uh, that, that gravestone, which also, of course, has my first wife uh, laying underneath it or beside it. Uh, um, and yet I thought, you look at that and, and you're like, Joe, it's all gone. There's nothing there. The dust that Job refers to, that's that's what's there. Yeah. And yet, no, no, that word is true. His grace was sufficient for, for my wife, for me, for my new wife, Lynn. Uh, uh, and indeed, as it says, my Redeemer lives. And that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. Uh, so, And I, I love how personal that is. Yeah. Because it's, it, my grace is sufficient for you, John, for yeah. you, Lynn, you know, and, and here my Redeemer my lives, Redeemer. not just a Redeemer oh, yeah. lives or the Redeemer lives even, but my Redeemer lives. And he's come for each one of us to redeem each one of us from death. Matt, I tell you what, thank you very much, because that is the perfect way to conclude this, isn't it? So for and and, and he says and not another we, that you cut that and phrase not and not another, another. yeah and, and yeah, that's the that's point specific. I'm here I'm dying uh, everything's being stripped away from me uh, and yeah ultimately it is because uh, I, I am a sinner I, I think God kind of confronts Job and says you know you're not as good as you think you are because you, you're you're forgetting you're a creature that's what you've always been and yet still you're right yeah my redeemer the, the sinful dust ending in death person I am and yet. Yeah, he is my redeemer. Matt, any final comments? 
Oh, good. No, no, I appreciate you sharing this, John. Especially, you know, I think of the hymn that this is uh, connected to, that beautiful, oh, yeah. I know that my Redeemer lives, and how we sing that over and over again in that hymn. Uh, and we can belt out every frame because we can be just as certain as Job that my Redeemer lives. Thank you so much, Matt. Blessed Easter season to all of you. We'll see you next week on Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the Basics. basics.